Hey, y'all, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm really excited about this episode. I was able to catch up with my friend, some guy in Austin, while he was traveling, and we talked about episode seven of The Bachelorette, and we cracked each other up on things like what we think of when we hear the term Copenhagen and about these two Viking trainers that we love named Tom and Morton, how we want to be best friends with them, and also wonder what's the deal with everybody's fascination of old man sweaters on this show. I hope you like it. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We had a fun big time double episode this week, Monday, Tuesday. How'd you feel about that? It was just the same stuff rehashed. I mean, I think that, you know, it's really editing magic. I think that they could have made that one episode. You mean whenever we were led to believe that Lee clocked Kenny in the eyebrow, causing it to bleed, but it was really a wooden shield in a Viking Olympics? Well, yeah, I mean, I would have been more inclined to watch had I known that the Viking Olympics would have taken place (laughs) as opposed to... 110 pound 5'7 Lee taking out <laughs> giant pro wrestler Kenny. I love the Vikings. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves though. Let me start back. Kenny and Lee. Kenny was descending the hill, cackling like a witch, calling Lee a snake because Lee had basically said that Kenny pulled him out of a van or jerked him out of a van or something and called him a bunch of names. And Kenny says that is a lie. So he decided to maniacally laugh as he pointed his finger in Lee's face, which I also thought was funny that he said, I don't have anything to say to you. We don't have to talk anymore. And then he cussed him out for a good minute while Lee just sat there. Well, two things to that. Rachel should have had a helicopter take off. Amen. I thought at that point would have been much better. It was like when she left, um, when, so who, who left? Was it Emily Mayer left that guy in the ice <laughs> castle? <laughs> Somebody did. And Chris souls left Ashley eyelashes in the middle of the desert. The great. Yeah. After. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that would have been more effective, uh, for me. Uh, and, and then, yeah, I agree. It was like an episode of real housewives where they all say that they don't want to talk to each other. And then they go to a cocktail party and yell at each other. Yeah. They had to use the, the bleeping curse button with just long, one long beep, 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 beep. Cause he was cussing him out so much. And Lee just sat there grinning cause he knew he, he was under Kenny's skin. But then, like you say, they go off to the helicopter. Rachel's ready to peace out of that business cause she's cold and then Kenny turns around to go talk to him again. And that's what you're talking about, where we were all for her. I would have loved how she said, helicopter pilot, take off. Lee had like a Pavelka moment, too, where he was confronted with the truth. And then he said, well, I just want you to know he threatened yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so now, now let's <laughs> let's put you in that position. If you were Kenny and this little dude of a guy wearing jeans and boots said you had done things, even if you had or hadn't, whatever, because there's some truth in what Lee's saying, not all of it. How would you have handled that situation? What do you think Kenny should have done? First of all, that that never would have gotten in my head the way it got in his. I just, I never, 
even when I was young, that never worked. So I, I can't really put myself in his position, but I certainly would have recognized the fact that I won. Yeah. And I was being escorted by the person that I wanted to be with to spend one-on-one time. I saw, I just saw no purpose of going back and, and yelling at him. And it would just, it, it fell flat. It would have been better if she would have left him there. Yeah. I just, that would have been awesome. And then, then after threatening Lee, they would have had a, <laughs> would have had to work together to get back to the, yes. the hotel. <laughs> they would have to eat in nature and figure out how to get back to Oslo. Or maybe Kenny would kill him and eat or him. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like some kind of Andy's. Chilean soccer team scenario. Remember that movie? No, I don't. I never watched it, but I do know what you're talking about. You know Lee's carrying a some sort of switchblade in his back pocket. No, he's not. He, he's, he's probably got a copy of his CD along with Wes Hayden's autograph. <laughs> and the lyrics to, uh, what's the name of that stupid song? They say love don't come easy. Love don't come easy, yeah. <laughs> Touche. And and you know he's got some hair product. He's got some what hair product. What is it? What is it? I don't understand. I don't understand how it stays up. Oh, that's such a loaded statement. Okay. Um, <laughs> do we move on? Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to that rose ceremony. So Lee is left in the fjords to fend for himself, and Kenny finally gets in the helicopter she has a little discussion with him saying, hey, bud, you shouldn't have gone back. And he understands. He still gets the date rose. At the end of that rose ceremony, we have my man, who I call MC Anthony for Mr. Clean Anthony and Josiah going home. I did not expect either of them to go home. I did not either. Now, we, we agreed about that yesterday. I thought he appeared level-headed. I thought he appeared above the drama, mm-hmm. and although there was no fireworks, I thought he would stick around a couple more rounds. But then again, anyone who's rational, reasonable, and level-headed usually gets sent home fairly early anyway. Yeah. But Josiah turned into Demario, I thought. Yeah. Uh, with the, with the ego, that so he did. He deserved to be sent home. I remember Josiah saying. When my dad met my mom, he told her that night he was going to marry her. So then he does the same thing to Rachel, and that creeped her out. She did not like that. And then she had a conversation with him about, hey, you need to ask me questions. I think that's equivalent to when you've got like a stage five clinger as a guy where you, where you, you may take a girl out, and then she's like, oh, I'm so comfortable with you. And then, then you know it's coming. You know exactly what's <laughs> Tell coming. Tell me what's coming. Tell me what's coming. Right. Somewhere in that conversation, there's going to be the love word dropped. And if, God forbid, the word soulmate is used, because then you're stuck. The advantage that she has is she gets to send guys like that home. True. But in the real world, I mean, looking at, you know, slash tires and a four-letter word carved on the side of your car. <laughs> You're a Carrie Underwood song right there. Well, there you go. Okay, so there are eight guys left at that point, and she gives, we're now into a new day, and we have an actual regular episode. So clearly Mike Flies listens to this podcast because he made a regular episode that ended with a rose ceremony. We start off with Eric, who gets a one-on-one date. Now, Eric is 
The one that I think has a bit of a chip on his shoulder, I liked seeing him in this one-on-one situation. He kind of grew on me a little bit, but I still think it's weird that he's there and not Mr. Clean Anthony or even Josiah at this point or even Will. I mean, that's later in the episode, but I would have I would have picked those other three guys before Eric. So there must be some sort of weird editing going on. Um, so Eric is on the date and they go around um, Copenhagen and along with just going through the city, they find a community hot tub place that's just out in the open where you hop in with your buddy. With nude with people, n- and apparently. Yes, with nude people. Just, I, that was odd to me. And also, are they carrying their bathing suits in their coat pockets? You know, inquiring minds want to know. But they also went to an amusement park and had fun and went to dinner, and she learned all about him. The thing that stood out about me at the Denmark date, did you notice that she kept saying facts and figures about all of the buildings and the history? Did you notice that? Did it not drive you crazy? Well, the, the, again, editing, that happens every single place they go. They give talking points about how much they know about these locations. But it is a perfect place to fall in love. Are you sure? Well, I'm pretty sure. And and the other thing is you are from East Texas and I am from Southeast Texas. Now, you and I both know that you can't hear the word Copenhagen without thinking about Wintergreen. somebody with a big old fat lip full of tobacco mm-hmm. spitting into a Mickey's Big Mouth can <laughs> on the back of a tailgate if you... with a trash can on fire. If you go to some rig sites, some guy in Austin, they will swallow that Copenhagen that they're chewing in their mouth. Yeah, I had some friends that would do that because you, you weren't allowed to spit. Side, but do you remember? What, yeah, you couldn't spit. And so you'd either have to sneak it or you'd have to take maybe half of a dip and swallow Mm-mm. it until you got outside. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was in a car one time with a guy in North Dakota and he was dipping and he never spit. And I finally just called him out on it because we had been in that truck for three hours. And he goes, ma'am, spitting's rude. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) okay, thanks. I hope you don't get stomach cancer. (laughs) Anyway, so I thought the date was fine. He said that he never received love or affection growing up, and he's excited to feel what he's feeling with Rachel. And she gives him a rose, and she seems to like him. She works for you. Mommy never loved me. Red flag. Yeah, I thought the same thing, that he's going to be heartbroken when she doesn't pick him, because I don't think she's going to. Well, I I disagree. I think there's anger right below the surface. definitely. Then he goes on, oh, Eric gets his rose. Then we go on to the group date, which is a Viking group date, and we meet two of my favorite characters in Bachelor history, Tom and Morton, the Viking instructors. How did you like them? Well, first of all, uh, their hats were very Hobbit-like, I think, <laughs> uh, or, or or elf-like or okay. something. So I wasn't sure if those were Viking hats or those were just like something they picked up at the market. <laughs> and then... Their their shields and their swords didn't look very authentic. Right. They were wooden. It looked like something my father made me when I was a child. And then um, the uh, Viking games seemed to last in 
really inordinate amount of time. I mean, there were there were like half a dozen weird games too, like pull this stick. They also tried to push each other out of a circle. Who's the guy in the white Dean. Dean Dean got thrown out of there faster than <laughs> you know, faster than he could put his white <laughs> pants on. Faster than Corinne can say, "I'll take another." It reminded me of the TV show Vikings on the History Channel. Do you watch that show? I do watch that show, but let me let me back up real quick. Why is it if we go through this whole empowered woman thing and now it's an empowered black woman thing, why is it incumbent upon the men to dress up like Vikings and fight for her honor? Doesn't that seem a little anti-feminist or something? Shouldn't shouldn't there be now the spelling bee? Okay, fine. That that's an intellectual challenge. Yeah, didn't go over very well. No one can spell boutonniere. Right. But a wrestling match. Yeah. On a fjord with Morton and Tom. Yeah. The Vikings. And by, by the way, I was really impressed. I was really impressed with with Morton's gift for brevity. When, when Tom, what was his name? Tom. <laughs> when, when he introduced himself and all that. Shit. No, no. And then Morton just he's like, I'm I'm Morton, and I know everything that Tom knows. <laughs> I incorporate everything that Tom just said by reference. Now let's wrestle. <laughs> oh, you know Morton and Tom are just, they're social celebrities right now. I know. I would like to be a Viking instructor. I think that would be a good alternate career for me. Yeah, lawyer by day, Viking instructor in the summers. I think so. Rachel is pretty excited about how everybody's showing up. She's drinking with Dean, and she's making out with Adam Jr.'s dad, and Matt even has a conversation with her, which I didn't even know Matt's name. I always call him the Penguin. I can't ever remember because he's barely on screen, but he's the one that says, hey, Kenny is kind of slowly unraveling. I don't know if he's emotionally all there. And so Kenny comes and basically tells her, I'm having trouble here. And she translates that as, okay, it's time for you to go, which I don't think he was technically expecting. Uh, here's the deal. In, in, in my line of work where you're not allowed to say something in court and a witness brings it up, that's called opening the door. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he did. She was looking for an excuse and he gave it to her. Yep. And she took yep, it. She did. So he saved face. Yes. He saved face, yes. right? He knew he wasn't going to get picked. Yes. And she had an easy out. But good good Lord, it was like the bubonic plague movie. I mean, there's like guys falling <laughs> everywhere. That's very true. I don't know what the number one source of Viking deaths was <laughs> in when Morton Palmer. But apparently there was a comparable effect through the Bachelor Hotel. I mean, two, how many? Five guys? Four guys got eliminated? Four guys on last night's episode and two the episode before. That's a lot of Vikings. Yes, she, a lot of Vikings. She's down to six. That's, I mean, we are in the home stretch of this season. So the, the last one-on-one -on -one she had, though, I want to talk about Will, how they went, that she took him to Sweden just, you know, up the way there. She took him to all these wonderful, beautiful, great castles and all these romantic places, and she's spouting off all these facts and figures about everything, and he sits there like a bump on a log, and she's wondering why he is not even barely holding her hand, and that bothers her. She's trying to get him to make a move, and he doesn't. 
Why do you think he doesn't? Because he has zero personality. No, he, he does have a good personality. He does. He gets zero game. I mean, come on. They're standing on that bridge, and he's, like, looking out at the fjord or whatever. He's, he's like, looking out at the, the Ikea or whatever the hell was in front of him and not paying attention to her. And, by the way, I thought in lieu of the Tom and Morton um, pseudo-Viking fencing match, I thought it would have been more effective to have all those guys jump on that ferry, go to Sweden, and assemble a piece of Ikea furniture. <laughs> that would have been, I mean, we, we'd, we'd have gotten into anger issues, <laughs> intellectual ability, honesty, to, or maybe when eating some of those horse meat meatballs or whatever. Do you remember that? Gummy red fish? You don't remember that? When Ikea got busted, those meatballs were tested oh, and they were horse sick. meat? Well, they're delicious. That's like at Disney World. <laughs> at Disney World where people think they're eating a turkey leg and it's actually emu. Really? Yeah, you get that for free here on this podcast. You get that for free. So Will Will basically tells Rachel at dinner, she 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 looks at the elephant in the room and kind of subtly talks about it and says, hey, what kind of guy are you? And he answers by saying, I usually date white women. And she sort of takes that as, okay, because she's dating white men. She gets it. That's fine. Color's not an option to her. So how do you treat your women? And he says, oh, I'm super affectionate, and I like physical stuff. And that's the straw that broke the camel's back. First of all, it shouldn't be a revelation to any woman that men like, quote, physical stuff. I mean, I don't know where. All you can do is open any women's magazine, it's like, you know, 20 ways to satisfy your man. I mean, so that, that, that shouldn't come as a shock. I'm still mesmerized as to the whole white women, black women thing. I don't understand what, if, if it's, there's truly no difference and everybody's enlightened, right? then why are we bringing that up? I don't know. And I don't think she was, I don't think she cared about it at all. I think at the end of the day, what she was upset about is he flat out admitted, I like being physical. I like being attentive. Um, That's how I am in a relationship. And she took the facts in front of her and said, well, he hasn't done anything like that with me today in Sweden. So that must mean that he doesn't like me. I think it's time to show him the door. And to Will's defense, I think he probably did like her. And maybe there was a little fear mixed in there. But he's probably a guy who doesn't trust himself to fall in love, using air quotes, in six weeks. In Sweden. What should he have done to make her know that he was interested? Just the tiny little things. I mean, she even said he didn't hold, they didn't even hold hands. I'm I'm not a hand holder or a hugger. Um, but I, I think part of it is just basic interaction, you know, like I, I didn't see any of that. He, they seemed fine when he was trying to rub filling all over her face, uh, in, in the donut store, wherever you call it donut in, uh, in Sweden, subsequent to when, when they walked up to the thing, she just looked incredibly bored and put off and he looked terrified. That is true. It's not even about physical affection as much as it really would be about interaction. They got to find something to talk about, mm-hmm. right? And besides the architecture in Sweden and every talking point she's been given about the, like, who knows anything about Sweden? I don't know anything about, I mean, I know Volvo. Abba. Are they Swedish? They are. Dancing queen. And um, Ingvi Malmsteen. <laughs> is that a supermodel? <laughs> He was like a famous heavy metal guitarist oh. back in the day. No. I, 
but he was he was like this famous guy in Sweden in like 1985. <laughs> hey, the Swedish chef. I wonder if the Swedish chef. Do you think the Swedish chef dates white women only, or? I think he dates um, like those little rats that work in his <laughs> his kitchen. What about, what about Morton? Do you think Morton has oh, a girlfriend? Morton totally has a girlfriend. He dates whoever Tom dates. That's the rule. He dates Vikings. <laughs> Women. Is there a female Viking term? Uh, I believe it would be Vikette. Okay. I don't know. He dates Vikettes. At the rose ceremony, she's every, she's getting rid of everybody anyway. Kenny's gone. Will's gone. So she only has one person to ditch at this rose ceremony. And she chooses to ditch Alex, the Russian KGB agent, according to Josiah. And that surprised me that she kept the Penguin Matt guy and Adam Jr.'s dad above Alex. That was surprising to me. So I think there's some stuff going on. That we don't see. If you had to choose between kicking off next week, knowing that we have Matt still there, the penguin guy, and Adam Jr.'s dad still there, who leaves, Matt or Adam? Wow. Uh-huh. That's like choosing between psoriasis and poison <laughs> ivy. That is awful to say, but so funny. I think psoriasis is a chronic condition. I think... Poison Ivy would be the better choice, although in the interim it would be more painful. And that's the same way I feel about Adam. <laughs> I would kick off the guy with the bad hair. Okay. Which really doesn't narrow it down between those two, so let me just clarify that. I would kick off the penguin guy. <laughs> All right. Even though he, he appears as harmless as a penguin. Right. I, it's, he's just not romantically an option for her. I agree. And this was the first episode where I think they've even had a conversation. I've never seen him talk to her before. Uh, his hair is weird. I think at a certain point you have to look at your hair if you're losing it and say, how do I maximize the appearance here? Like, I mean, Ed Harris, primary example, he shaved it and, and it looked fine. I would agree with that. And by the way, I think I commented on this earlier. Harrison looked terrible last night. I'm going to need you to watch it. Uh, look, the, the blue suit, you know, I mean, that's like it was, it was that, that's like uh, that's like waxing a, a jalopy as far as I'm concerned. I mean, he had bloated face, bloated eyes. He looked heavy and his hair looked terrible. Hey, it is hard being the host of The Bachelor as well as Millionaire, as well as Miss America. No, it's not. Listen, I, I think he's, he's jet setting all over and having mead with... <laughs> Tom and Morton, give him a break. I think he probably spent too much time in the local public hot tub with Tom and Morton. <laughs> he he contracted a little and some whitegats and some whitegats. Let's talk um, Peter's wardrobe. What is the deal with the old man cardigans? Listen, he looks like Bing Crosby and my Starbucks barista had a kid. <laughs> so funny but that was yeah bless him i mean all he needs is a pipe and an ascot <laughs> i wish he'd tighten up he needs to he needs to do better he really needs to do better the other one i wanted to talk about too is uh, dean this is some interesting news that someone pointed out to me on my on my website 
that Dean, your boy who wears white denim, he, in his bio online, which has been erased, so you can't go see it, but when I wrote about it on my website, I said that I liked Dean, he looked like he had potential, but the big red flag was he didn't believe in the institution of marriage. He probably needs to disclose that up front before going on the show. Thank you. That's my whole If point. he were on Family Feud, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, maybe, um, you might want to keep that in the back pocket. But then again, if you look at the history of the show, it might not be important to believe in the institution of marriage. I think the institution of engagement, red carpet parties, and <laughs> would be more amenable to being a contestant on the show. Institution to a commitment to your social media followers. And Neil Lane. <laughs> I, the other thing I think is a stretch is to assume Dean only likes women. I mean, he's a little bit of a wilting flower, it seems like. Although he seems like a nice okay. enough guy. We haven't seen him for several weeks in a row now. So I imagine she's going to pull him up again pretty soon. I did want to talk about Brian, who got a one-on-one where they descended the cable wire last episode. This episode, he comes up to her before the rose ceremony and basically tells her, hey, I like you. I'm very excited. Things are going to go great. You're awesome. You're wonderful. Why aren't you more excited about the future? Not in a mean way, in an accusatory way, but he's just trying to say, hey, this is fun. Hey, this is, be positive, be positive. And that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because I kept thinking he's, he feels like he's in it to win it. And he's giving off to me a Josh vibe from Andy's season. I don't trust him. I don't know. I didn't really take it that way. I think maybe she, she kind of strikes me. Even she said, I have trouble showing emotion. So maybe she seems like she hates the fun sometimes. I don't know. Or maybe he's trying to interject himself and couldn't think of anything better to say. Like, hey, I'm here. You know, I don't know. Right. I also think that Brian, again, according to last episode, he's a, a pretty boy who's always been a pretty boy and has always been good looking and probably had everything he ever wanted in life. And so... I can relate. I know you can. I know you can. And the idea of him not getting the girl is probably hasn't even. Well, let me say this. I was going to say it hasn't crossed his mind until Peter got that group date rose after the Viking date. And he had a look that was very much. Wait a minute. I might have some competition here in the guy with the gap tooth which I think he does. I'm going to reserve judgment on that one. I think that might be a case of you overthinking it with your female brain, but I don't entirely disagree. Well, I don't think you remember which one Brian is because you get him confused with four other guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps me think through the episodes when I have to think about less, less people. I mean, it pretty much is the same guy with a different cardigan. Yeah, Brian is not Alex. No, Brian's, Brian's the dude that kisses weird, right? He is. He is. Yes, I'm glad you know that. Yes. You're good. You're good. Okay, let's um, end on a topic that you know a lot about that I haven't been reading because I'm trying not to get spoiled. 
Bachelor in Paradise is back. It's coming back. And there are a few rules that they have instigated for this season reboot, I guess we're going to call it. Can you explain to everyone what those are? Well, first of all, I think they're more like uh, legal proclamations than they are rules. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure the signature on the uh, newly updated Bachelor in Paradise release would be evidence of that. But uh, there's three really key rules now, which I think are tantamount to – remember when you went to your first slumber party – and you were just at the age where you could spend the night at home, away from home, and you know your friend's mom came in, and is like, "All right, here's all the shit you can do, and here's all the shit you can." Right? This exactly. So there's three main rules. Number one is uh, two drinks per hour. A, that's from practical matter. That's completely unenforceable. I, you know, I, I think Jorge, as much as you love Jorge, would be subject to to being greased behind the bar with a 20 for an extra drink or two. So the two drinks per hour, and, and, and there's no way even a sober person can't, you know, uh, uh, who doesn't drink, can't, you can't get drunk at two drinks an hour. And, and so that, that's going to take away all the fun. Uh, although Ashley, I, that's probably enough to make her cry. So maybe they should invite her back. Uh, the second rule is, um, what is this? Oh, uh, they can't, uh, they can't have they can't have sex without the permission of a producer. <laughs> so bizarre and terrible and sad, all wrapped in one. How is that even going to work? Excuse me, they're just all going to carry pins around with them and. I think would they have to wear some kind of? They would introduce some sort of chastity belt that only Harrison <laughs> has the combination to. That they get from Tom and Morton. Right. <laughs> Tom, Tom and Morton have the key around their neck, and you have to <laughs> buy Tom and Morton. You have to give up one of your free drinks per hour to Tom or Morton <laughs> and convince them to unlock the chastity belt. Or you actually have to sword fight Tom or Morton on the beach <laughs> and emerge victorious in order to get the combination of the chastity belt. I would watch that show. I would just go there to be left alone on the beach. <laughs> And chill out with Tom and Morton and Jorge. I'd like to see Tom or Morton in a swimsuit would be interesting. Oh, white thunder. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can read your stuff. You have a blog that is very popular. Why don't you tell everybody what that is? That is some guy in Austin. It's www.guyinaustin at blogspot.com. You can also find me on Twitter at, uh, at some guy in Austin. Perfect. Are you ever going to get an Instagram account? No. Do you no. Snapchat? <laughs> no. Uh, only, uh, only, uh, only on the weekends uh, and only after a few Lone Star beers. That's all we have today, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. And if you'd like to read the full recap of Episode 7, you can find it on my website at IHateGreenBeans.com. And as always, give me a holler on social media and come back next week for another episode of the podcast. Until then, love you, mean it, Texas forever.